Star Wars 7x7 episode 3526. Today is our deep dive episode related to episode 3 of season 3 of The Bad Batch and it is a rather terrifying one because we're going to dig into Project Necromancer and what that must actually mean. Oh yeah, if you thought Palpatine was bad, it's worse than ever. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this is our deep dive episode related to episode 3 of season 3 of The Bad Batch. We are focused on Project Necromancer. That's what Palpatine is going to Mount Tantus for to check up on the progress of this secret initiative. But it's not the only time in Star Wars storytelling that we've actually heard of Project Necromancer. There was a very elliptical reference made to it in chapter 23 of The Man Mandalorian or season 3 episode 7 if you prefer. That came from a meeting of the Shadow Council that was happening and Captain Pelion said that Grand Admiral Thrawn's return would herald the re-emergence of the Imperial military and give Commandant Hux more time to work on Project Necromancer. Commandant Hux being the father of the General Hux that we see in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. But yeah, that's an extra little side note for you. But that also is interesting because there's a little bit of a crossover of sorts because Commandant Hux was the head of the Imperial Academy on the planet Arcanus and there's actually another project that deals with the abduction of Force-sensitive people that is tied to Arcanus, but is called Project Harvester. So there's a reference to it in the Star Wars book that came out a couple of years ago. And here's what it says in there. Just one of Darth Sidious' secret plans, Project Harvester aims to identify and capture Force-sensitive children and turn them into agents of the dark side. Operating from the planet Arcanus, the children are raised in the care of Sidious's agents, like the Inquisitorius, for example. His ultimate vision is to train an army of Force-sensitive spies to use their powers to see events hidden across the galaxy. The Emperor believes that by peering into events he can find and destroy anyone who opposes him. One target of Project Harvester is a newborn child of former Jedi Master Eeth Koth, who shares her father's potential to connect with Force. Other possible members include the Alothalite uh, Dara Leonis, uh, and uh, they're found through cadet cannabis, which identify Force potential and then transfer the children to Arcanus. So that is a reference to a couple of things that happen in the Star Wars Rebels series, but Project Harvester actually also has roots back into the Clone Wars series. There was a story arc where Cad Bane was hired by Darth Sidious to steal a Jedi holocron and then tricked Anakin Skywalker into opening the holocron so he could get a list of Force-sensitive children from it. And then Sidious tasked Cad Bane to kidnap a few of them and bring them to Mustafar where they were going to have surgery done on them. It's in this episode that Palpatine actually says the part about wanting to have a whole roster of dark side spies, so that part from the Star Wars book, and says that, you know, ah, if the surgeries don't work and the children die, then I've lost nothing anyway. In that Clone Wars episode, the TLDR version is that the Jedi figure out he was taking kidnapped children to Mustafar, and Sidious gets wind of the fact that the Jedi are onto him, has the children moved, and the facility 
facility destroyed, so there's no evidence and no trace where the children went. Who knows? Probably Arcanus seems like the likely thing, but maybe, maybe not just Arcanus. Maybe Cetron, for example, that we got to see in the previous episode of The Bad Batch, that facility that had since been abandoned by the Empire, and maybe Mount Tantus. So let's talk about Tantus and Project Necromancer. And necromancy, by the way, I went and looked it up just to be sure. The practice of communicating with the dead with a particular eye toward predicting the future seems very appropriate for the situation because according to Palpatine, nothing is more important to secure the future of the Empire than this project, which seems basically tailor-made to just allow Palpatine to live forever. During the episode Shadows of Tantus, Dr. Royce Hemlock takes Palpatine into the vault where a bunch of quote-unquote specimens are being kept. And according to Hemlock, the specimens are well guarded to make sure they remain viable for testing. And he says that with more time and resources that he's confident of the success of a, you know, a complete successful M count replication. Now we know he's talking about a midichlorian count and we know that he's talking about midichlorians within a clone blood sample, but where are the midichlorians coming from? Because they're not coming from the clones. So the answer gruesomely has to be, because we didn't get to see what was in these specimen containers, is that the Empire has Force-sensitive people hold up in these specimen containers in some sort of stasis, probably not exactly suspended animation, not like, you know, being flash-frozen in carbonite or anything like that. Like, they've got to be, you know, warm enough not to put too fine a point on it so that blood can be extracted from them. So the best-case scenario, which is pretty bad, is that these are adult Jedi that were captured at the end of the Clone Wars or not long after the fall of the Empire, the Jedi that might have escaped the Order 66 takedown and were captured later. Or the worst case scenario, considering that we already have evidence that Sidious was having Force-sensitive children kidnapped prior to the events of this episode, that they could be Force-sensitive children he's keeping here as well. So yeah, Project Necromancer has some really horrific implications and is possibly the absolute worst thing that we have ever learned about Emperor Palpatine and the stuff that he is doing to ensure his survival, let alone his immortality. And from where he's at right now, where we're seeing him in the Bad Batch, there are basically three things that he has to be able to achieve. Number one is this successful replication of the M count, right? The midichlorian count. So he needs to be able to see a successful transfer of the exact same midichlorians from a Force-sensitive person into a clone body. That would assure him that his own blood would be able to maintain the same midichlorian count. So that's number one. The number two thing to consider is whether he actually has the highest midichlorian count and if it matters. So we know that Anakin Skywalker, AKA Darth Vader, has an incredibly high midichlorian count. We don't necessarily know whether it's as high or higher or not than Palpatine's, but if it's higher, you can imagine a world where Palpatine would just want to grab the blood that has the highest midichlorian count and take advantage of that as well. And then the third thing, which is the trickiest thing of all, is how to transfer his 
consciousness, his essence, his soul. If you can imagine Palpatine having a soul, but you get what I'm saying. Like, how would he be able to transfer his own mind and awareness into the body of a clone body? Definitely can't be as simple as brain transplant, and maybe that's part of what he needs the Sith alchemists for over in Exegol. But the bottom line for us watching this season of The Bad Batch and what we've talked about in previous episodes about what should happen by the end of the season in the series, knowing that the Bad Batch needs a big win, knowing that Hemlock as a villain is our best possibility for seeing some sort of justice happen by the end of the Bad Batch series, and considering how terrible things are, what's going on at Mount Tantus. That's another reason why it seems like, yeah, the Tantus facility should be earmarked for destruction by the end of the season because it cannot be allowed to continue. So that's what I think is going on with Project Necromancer. What do you think is going on? If you're catching this on YouTube, comments are right there. Spotify, there's a Q&A section, so drop an answer in there. Anywhere else you're catching this episode, just head over to the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com and leave a comment there. I would love to hear what you think. And so that is going to do it for our deep dive episode inspired by episode three of season three of The Bad Batch, Shadows of Tantus. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, please help more people find the show so they can add a daily dose of Star Wars joy into their own lives. You can do that by leaving a rating or review on your app of choice. You can do that by hitting subscribe or like or follow or join on the app of choice. And you can just tell people and tell people on your own social media channels or wherever you run into Star Wars fans in your daily life. And if you really enjoy the show and want to help support its development and ongoing production as we approach the 10th anniversary of the show in July, you can head over to patreon.com SW7X7 and check out the options there. And it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.